The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft, Taft, and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into our show as we kick off our sports week right here on Pirate Radio. And Monday is a huge day for Pirate Radio. First of all, on our show, we're going to talk high school baseball, softball, and Carolina Hurricanes hockey. Coming up on my show, Ronald Vincent RV, the head coach of the Rose High Rampants. His Rampants are in the 3A state playoffs, and they are set to play again coming up tomorrow night. Pat McRae, the head coach at South Central, will also join us. His Falcons are still alive in the state playoffs. On the smaller diamond for D.H. Conley softball, Wayne Deans will join us in the second half hour on our show. And Todd Gibson from WNCN-TV, who uh, formerly worked at the uh, Big Nine here in Greenville. Todd Gibson covers the Hurricanes on a daily basis, and he will join us in the last 15 minutes or so of our show. Later on today on Pirate Radio Live, Cliff Godwin, the head coach of the Pirates, after East Carolina clinches a third consecutive American Athletic Conference regular season championship. The Pirates were champs in 2019. The season canceled in 20 and then 21 and 22 now. East Carolina has clinched. Pirates play Campbell coming up tomorrow night and then Houston comes to town for a three-game series Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then we head to Clearwater for the American Athletic Conference tournament and we'll be with you live next week on the Brian Bailey Show from Clearwater, Florida to get you set for tournament play. we got a big show coming up. Ronald Vincent RV kicks us off. We're back with more on the Brian Bailey Show right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday, talking high school baseball, high school softball, Carolina Hurricanes hockey, and of course, East Carolina baseball later today on Pirate Radio. RV joins us first, Ronald Vincent, North Carolina's all-time winningest high school baseball coach, a new honor for RV. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But Coach, uh, first of all, congratulations as you guys are on to round three in these state playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets uh, tough now. It gets real. Now the third round is real now. You, you're going to have to play every game. You know, it's going to be pitch by pitch. It's, uh, it's <laughs> tough times now. What did you think when you got the news that the uh, field at Guy Smith Stadium will now be Ronald Vincent Field, or Ronald RV Vincent Field? I mean, it's it's just uh, it's got a great great feel to it. I mean, if there's if there's something that you could do for somebody, I mean, that's obviously the the, the great decision that was made uh, unanimous by the city council. But I mean, there's been so many. I feel like I've seen a bunch of games there, especially in the playoffs, and and to having coach there for so many years, won so many games. I mean, that's got to mean a lot to you. Oh, yes, it does. You know, something I never considered, never even thought about it. Somebody came up to me about uh, four or five weeks ago and said they were, you know, going to try to get it through and whatever happened. I, you know, I said, well, thank you, but that's 
Spent a lot of time out there, hadn't we, Brian? I tell you, no, you spent a lot of time out there. I, I can't imagine if you could count up the hours that you've spent out there with practices and and watching, you know, you know, making sure the field's right for Babe Ruth games and games that you guys play in playoff games. I mean, I, the hours are, are astronomical. Yeah, it is, and, and the people that have come through there, you know, and in, in, uh, in 99% of the people come through there are just great people, and, and uh, uh, it's just it's been a good experience getting the people, all these people around, and, you know, it is it is quite an honor, and, I'm, you know, I'm overwhelmed, really. I just don't know what to think about it, uh, but we'll get it. We'll get it done. Yes, sir. You got to got to win some more games, don't you? I mean, this is a this is a state state championship run that you're on. Hopefully, a couple more wins and, and get through there. But obviously, it's it's so difficult. Uh, the league itself, I think, helped get you guys ready, didn't it? Right, right. Because you know we we really play between Conley and South Central and Newburn. Conley is really you can see great pitching every night. It's tough competition, and you know you have to play. You have to play all 21 outs out of the pressure situation. Yeah, it does help a lot. It does help a lot. And, and uh, um, you know, then, then our non-conference schedule with some really good teams on it, it's a, it's a big deal. And, you have, you know, you play good teams, and uh, then you just hope you get good breaks in the playoffs. So maybe maybe the umpire realized the field he's on, he needs to call for that guy. Yeah, there you go. That's a great advantage now. That you, can, you need to bring that up when you go to home plate, you and Marvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. That's good stuff. All right, so far in the playoffs, the Rampants have beaten Western Alaman 6 nothing, beat Southern League 10 nothing. So your pitching staff's looking pretty good. You've outscored the competition 16 uh, to nothing. Has that been a surprise to you that you guys have played so well through two games? Uh, yeah, yeah the, the, the scores have been a surprise. We have been playing pretty good most of the year, anyhow. And, 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 you know, here at the end of the year, we've played real good. With, you know, our, our pitching and defense is so solid. And then, you know, we, we've got hitters that, 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 you know, when they get to the second and third time through the lineup, these hitters make adjustments. And we do, we do a real good job hitting the ball all over the field. And, and uh, so, you know, pitching and defense gives our guys a chance to, uh, you know, get to that third at bat. And, and uh, uh, and make things happen late in the game. So, uh, so far, the first two games of the playoff, we've really played well. Obviously, by looking at the score and our pitching has been good, but uh, now we got, you know, the, the hitting is, you know, is always something you worry about, when you, especially when you're facing pitchers like the one tomorrow night's going to Carolina. And, and uh, so you have to, uh, you have to really compete when you're batting and really have to take good at bats. And this time of year, coach, that's really all it takes. Sometimes is that one shutdown pitcher that can that can derail your state championship run. Yeah, yeah, one shutdown pitcher and and, and a single elimination, and you know you you got twenty one outs, and yeah, you you hit you hit the nail on the head. Sometimes it just takes one guy to knock you out, and you'd be done. And uh, uh, but that's the nature of the game; it works works in favor of each team sooner or later so uh, but you, but it is it is intense, a lot of intensity because this is a one game it's just 21 ounces and the game's over so 
That's exactly right. You know, when you look at the brackets, and I know you don't look ahead, but but in all 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A, it seems like a lot of the the, the different seeds, the, the lower seeds, the higher seeds, I mean, we're getting 21s beating 6s and 5s and, and that kind of thing. I mean, you know, it hasn't gone uh, like it was supposed to in a lot of places, has it? Yeah, it's really crazy, you know, and, and uh, a couple things happened that really, you know, these higher seeds, especially ran in 4A and stuff, these higher seeds, uh, run into a hot pitcher or something, or, or a team that's playing well, and uh, it's just really crazy how the, the brackets are. You know, they, they, they take the max preps rankings and stuff, and, they, and they're pretty accurate, except for over a course of a season, they're real accurate, but over one game, one game, 21 out situation anything can happen especially in baseball it, you know in, in other sports it's, in baseball you just it, it's just crazy you can, you can really outplay the other team and still lose <laughs> yeah so far so far in the rampant bracket it has gone chalk as far as, as orange being the eighth seed rose being the, the top seed but the the other half where you guys are looking at south central still alive we're going to talk with pat mccray coming up in just a few minutes and north brunswick pulled off a big upset over first flight so uh that's the game we'll preview in, in the next 15 minutes or so with uh, coach mccray but uh good to see the falcons still alive with your rampants from the big carolina 3a 4a yeah, and, and uh, you know they they have that pitching and defense also. They've got two great pitchers and and a lot of speed on defense and play so good. And and uh, you know uh, you know they the South Central the uh, second game was supposed to be at Scotland County because they were going to be a two seed and, uh, or a three seed and Scotland County got beaten and they thought they were going to have to go to first flight. First flight got beaten. Yeah. South Central playing home. That's right. And uh, and, and and they're a very solid team. Very difficult to beat South Central because they uh, play such good defense and pitch so well. So it's, it's uh, North Brunswick came up to beat a beat a good first flight. First flight has some real good pitching. So <laughs> it's just. It's, it's a crazy game, Brian. It is that, especially when you get in the playoffs. I think that you know, you, you add the pressure of of you know the end of everything, especially with your seniors. You know who they they know that if, if they don't win a state championship, you know that last out, that's the last time they'll play with with that bunch of you know guys. And some will go on to the collegiate ranks, but most of them will hang up the cleats forever. You know, as far as baseball goes, and I think the finality of it all has something to do with some of the nerves and, and that kind of. And then you just see some teams get on. Role, yeah, and, and uh, like I say, the finality of you know, right here at the end of school, too. So they're gonna finish up yep. the school, finish up baseball, and, and most of them will never play again. And uh, so, so they, they, you know, we're gonna leave it all out there on the field and and uh, uh, try, try to try not to get caught up in it, like you just said, that, that uh, all that we just play the best of you, stay loose, and get after it. And we, uh, yeah, we were talking the other night, and I said I've always had a lot of respect for high school baseball coaches, all high school coaches, but especially baseball because there's so much going on late in the season. You know, you got the prom, you got graduation, you got you know the playoffs, you got all that stuff going on, and now you add in all the social media aspect of it. Oh my god! And it's just, yeah. and you really, as a high school coach, you don't have time to monitor all of that, and I can't, I just can't imagine what that's like. God, we. We, we we talk to them all the time about that, about staying off of it, doing this, doing that, and it's uh, uh yeah, it's, it's man, man, they know everything. Oh, yeah. they, you know, they talk to yeah, they, they got this friend here and this friend there, and they talk, but yeah, yeah, it, 
different world, Brian. It is a different world. I'm kind of glad that whole social media aspect wasn't around when I was coming around because I got a feeling that, that old Brian Bailey might have gotten in trouble over some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I tell him if you don't want your grandmama to read it, don't write it. That's that's a great thought. That's exactly right. I may quote you on that. If you don't want your grandmother to, to to read it, don't write it. Very good. All right, before we let you go, coach, this orange team comes to town. You talked about their pitching a little bit. What else will you see in this orange ball club? Well, you know they've got two or three other guys. Uh, uh, Barini's uh, from East Carolina. His brother is is one of the starters on the team. One of the players on the team, and they have seven or eight pitchers that are good. But of course, Hinch, Hinch is is the best one. And uh, uh, you know uh, they're very solid. They always are. We 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 played them before in the playoffs, and they're very very solid team. Very hard to beat. Orange is the eight seed. J.H. Rose, the number one seed in the 3A East bracket. Of course, the Rams are the defending state champion. Uh, first pitch tomorrow, 6 o'clock at Guy Smith Stadium and Ronald Vincent Field. Right? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. That is really good stuff. All right, Coach, good luck. We won't hold you any longer. We thank you for your time uh, today on this Monday, and uh, best of luck to those Rampants tomorrow night. That'll be, that'll be a big thrill for you to hop on your own field like that. <laughs> yep, yep, man. Six o'clock tomorrow night. The weather's going to be good. Let's get a, get a good crowd out there. Get a good crowd out there. Rampants and Orange in the third round of the state baseball playoffs. Ronald Vincent joining us. Thanks so much, RV, as we uh, continue on on our show. Pat McCray is the head coach at South Central. He's going to join us next. His Falcons are in the third round. And a South Central win and a Rose win would put the Falcons against the Rampants in a big game coming up later on this week. Can't put the cart before the horse. We'll talk with Pat McCray coming up next as the Brian Bailey Show continues right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. We continue on as we preview the third round of the state baseball and softball playoffs. Carolina Hurricane Hockey later on on our show. And at 3 o'clock later on today on PRL, Cliff Godwin joins the uh, Pirate Radio Boys as the uh, Pirates celebrate another regular season championship in the American Athletic Conference. And don't forget, next week we'll be live from Clearwater florida with my show uh from uh bay care bank or bay care ballpark in clearwater the home of the clearwater threshers and we'll be live for that coming up next week pat mccray is the head baseball coach at south central his falcons are the 13th seed in the 3a east bracket his falcons have beaten southern wayne two nothing and beat east wake five four so they're on to the third round and they will take on the 21 seed north brunswick and they'll play at home again uh for the uh third straight game south central gets a home game and that's a, a good thing for coach mccray but he joins us coach congratulations on your run so far hey brian man i really appreciate it when you look at this uh this conference the big carolina 3a 4a and what you guys have to battle through we just talked to ronald vincent but he said you know playing in a conference like this really gets you battle tested for the playoffs oh yeah there's no doubt about that man we've we've had a, a pretty top heavy conference this year but the top is real heavy man you know you got Rose and Conley and us, and, and we all tied for the 3A, or, well, I guess for the conference championship, man. You know, we swept Conley. Conley swept Rose. Rose swept us. And, you know, it's just really, really good baseball in Greenville and Pitt County all around, man. Um, so it, it definitely, I think all four of those games felt like playoff games, atmospheres, you know, in March and April. So definitely gets you ready for the playoffs. 
Coach, you guys lost to Rose March 18th, 2 nothing, then lost 12-2 in April, April 12th. But you could get another shot at the Rampants. But first things first, you don't put the cart before the horse, as I said, going the break. But you got North Brunswick coming to town. And there's been a lot of upsets on your side of the bracket, hasn't there? Oh, yeah, there sure has, man. But I'm going to be honest with you, North Brunswick plays in a very good conference. So I wouldn't call what they're doing an upset. I'd just call it, you know, maybe they're being overlooked by some teams, but we certainly are not going to overlook them. They, they play in that good Wilmington conference with, like, New Hanover and Ashley and Laney and Hoggard. You know, so for them coming in at 11-11, that record is, is very deceiving because if they were in another conference, they'd be right up there with, uh, you know, with us and Rose and Conley with those good records. You had a great game the other night, uh, the win over East Wake 5-4. Let me ask you about this. You came from behind. You got you got the victory. And then in the top of the seventh, before you got that victory, East Wake almost tied the game up and it was a close play at the plate. And I looked at it on our video at the station. Did you have a different angle on it anywhere? Because I got to think you guys got a little lucky on that call. Did you think that? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I Every – video i looked at is is a different angle and uh i can't tell you if he was safe or out but yeah they called him out so that's what i'm gonna go with <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's the best way to look at it and, and my our angle wasn't great we were down the third base line and it just looked to me like the way the guy slid in and the tag came in but you, on an angle like that you never can tell where the player touches home plate if he does touch home plate because there's no the angle we had didn't really show a player touching home plate so you can't really tell about that but uh, it was it was a close play wasn't it oh no doubt man and you got to throw a lot of credit to scooter waters we run uh we we do that throw every single day in practice man so it's not we do it exactly for that reason so when it happens in a game it's not a a big deal they've done it a thousand times and uh i mean he made a great throw daniel patulo our catcher moved over and and made a good job we practiced the tag at the plate every single day at, uh during practice and um i mean every angle i've looked at home ca- home plate was covered up by dirt so yeah to say where where the plate was but i know the tag was on the on the runner so and umpire was in a good position he was get the video so you know it's hard to argue with the man um Maybe we got lucky, but I'm going to be honest. I'll take luck over, over skill any day of the week. Hey, man, I've lived my whole life with that theory. I'll take luck any day of the week over any kind of skill. And, and in my case, there hasn't been a whole lot of skill. But I, I thought it was just a it was a bang-bang play at the play. I know the, uh, the East Wake team really thought that they, they got robbed on the call. But it was so close, and it was just, you know, it's really what high school baseball is all about because the teams are so even. And that call could have gone either way. You guys took advantage of it. You got the call. You got the win. And now you're on to the third round how exciting is it for you guys in baseball to be in this third round oh man it's it's huge for us you know we haven't been past the first round in four or five years now but i've got a great bunch and and they're excited every day at practice um they're they have a lot of positive energy every game um and it doesn't feel like the playoffs it just feels like another day at practice when we go out there which is a good attitude to have um because it doesn't feel like there's any pressure you know they're just out there playing ball um and uh, that that's a good attitude to have in the playoffs, especially this deep in the in the playoffs. Yeah, we were just talking with RV about that. The finality of everything, you know, especially for the seniors when they understand that hey, you know, some of them will, will go on and play, you know, in college. But for the most part, once you play that last out, you know, it's it's done. And if you don't win the state championship, you know, your career ends. And uh, it's just you know, there's a lot of pressure there. But if you can get a team that's playing without pressure, that's a big positive. 
Oh yeah, no doubt, man. Um, and honestly, the other night we went down four nothing. Boucher had an atypical inning. You know, the kid only gave up two earned runs for the whole regular season, and he turns around and gives up four and one inning against East Wake. Um, and he just came out and he locked right in. He threw the ball well, and none of the boys panicked. Man, they just, uh, you know, you could hear him in the dugout like, "Hey, chip away, get one here, get two there," you know. And that's exactly what they did. I think they got. One in the fourth, or one in the third, two in the fifth, and two in the sixth, and end up winning the ball game. And that's what I was thinking when I got over after the newscast. The, your softball team was playing, and the, the baseball team playing, so we try to get a little bit of both. And I saw four nothing. I thought, well, the, the baseball team's in trouble, so let's go get some softball, and then we'll come back over and get some of the baseball. And the time we got back over there, you guys had cut it to four two. I think it was when I got back over there. But uh, and and you, like you said, you know, when you get down in the playoffs and, and add in what we just talked about the finality and everything, that you know, guys got to be thinking a little bit. But your your squad didn't think a whole lot they just went out and played no man they just they love being there and they you know this is the that was the biggest deficit we've had to overcome this year um so i was very proud of those guys and how gritty they they ended up being um and you know that east wake team i know their seed wasn't quite that high but man they beat a really good scotland team yes they came into our place and gave us all we could handle man so that wasn't a bad team you know their their seed was not indicative of how good they were because those guys hit the ball around really really well and they played good defense all night because I, I went back and looked at our stat sheet we didn't have a single strikeout at the plate the other night um which means we were barreling baseballs up yeah and just played good defense so you know to, to to for those guys not to give up and to keep battling on and and just having the mentality that if we keep hitting the ball they'll fall in eventually was really big for us all right take us to the north brunswick game what's the key to uh getting to round four Hey man, pitching defense. That's that's our thing. Um, you know, we we hit the ball as best as we can and you know, we've been hitting the ball much better as compared to the beginning of the season, but our bread and butter is pitching and defense. Um and if we can give I I don't Boucher and Baker are both eligible to throw, um and I haven't quite made my mind up who I'm gonna throw yet. I may end up throwing both of them, but um if we give either one of those guys any type of run support, I gotta feel good about about our chances at winning. You know, and our our goal every game, score the first run. You know, whether it be home or away, don't give nothing up and then score the first run and build on the lead from there. Um, and if we're able to do that, you know, I think we'll be okay. And how big would that be for the county if you get uh, Rose and uh, South Central in that uh, Eastern semifinal? Oh, that'd be huge, man. I'd love to go over to Guy Smith and play under the lights in a few days. Man. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah, but we got to get, get through Tuesday first. That's like the uh, the Conley Rose and, and all that stuff last year was pushed back because of the COVID situation at the time. So we were in June playing playoff games. That was one of the biggest crowds I think I've ever seen for a high school baseball game was Conley and Rose. So we'd have a big crowd at Guy Smith Stadium if you guys can get through your next round and if Rose can advance against Orange. So that would be uh, something to talk about next week. But first things first, you got North Brunswick, 6 o'clock start for South Central's Falcons. North Brunswick is the 21 seed and South Central is the 13 seed in the 3A East Bracket. Coach McCray, thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it, and we uh, wish you the very best of luck this week. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, Brian, man. I really appreciate you. All right. Pat McRae, head coach at South Central and the Falcons, taking on North Brunswick coming up tomorrow night at 6 o'clock start over at South Central High School. Let's take another break. We will move to the smaller diamond, talking a little softball with Wayne Deans, Conley's fine coach. Those Vikings are the number one seed in the 4A East bracket, and they are rolling right now, 24-1 and on the season. We'll talk to Coach Deans. Later on, we'll talk Carolina Hurricanes hockey with our good buddy Todd Gibson. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on the Monday after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Coming up later today on PRL, Coach Cliff Godwin at 3 o'clock, CJ Mayhew at 3.30, Ryder Giles at 4, Bryson Worrell at 4.30, and Zach Agnos at 5 o'clock. The American Athletic Conference regular season champs. They clinched it this past weekend with that sweep over South Florida. As we stand right now, now, South Florida would be the opponent for East Carolina, but there's still a weekend series to be played. East Carolina has clinched the top seed as the regular season champ, but we'll have to wait and see. The Pirates will play shortly, sometime between noon and 1 o'clock uh, that first uh, that Tuesday down in Clearwater, a week from tomorrow down in Clearwater, Florida, against the eight seeds. So we'll talk more about that coming up later on throughout the week. Let's uh, go to the phones now and join Wayne Deans, the head softball coach at D.H. Uh, Conley High School. 24-1 and one on the season, just one loss on the year and his Vikings beat Pine Forest 14 to 1 beat Garner 11 to 1 as far as the playoffs are concerned they take on the 24 seed Holly Springs Holly Springs just 13 and 9 on the year Holly Springs beat the 9 seed Cardinal Gibbons 3-2 and they beat the 8 seed Richmond County 12 to 4 they come to the Hollywood Crossroads coming up on a Tuesday night for softball for D.H. Conley Coach Deans how are you? Well, hope you are doing very well. All right, let's get this uh, the softball down pat. The uh, Vikings at twenty four and one. Your only loss was a one nothing game to a very good Washington team, right? Yes, sir. That was uh, kind of like early on in the season, but uh, Washington uh, was playing really well at that point and still playing really well. And yet that they are. The Pampack uh, really playing well as far as the playoffs go, and they're in the uh, 2A bracket. Uh, so far in these playoffs, two big wins, two uh, double-digit wins as far as that goes. Uh, this is a team that can really hit the softball, can it? Yeah, we've been we've been pretty blessed uh, this season for the most part of really just hitting the ball with a lot of uh, power and uh, just some really smart base running, and uh, we've seen some good pitching. So, I mean, certainly I've been uh, happy with what we've been able to do offensively. Yeah, that's the one thing that when I was going through it with my daughter Caitlin and coaching travel ball and that kind of thing is is hitting. You know, we'd have one or two of them that would really you know have a good game or have a good weekend, but it seemed like consistently it was really hard to 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 really get that you know in their heads exactly that you you know you have to do certain things every time and you know one little hitch and you're giddy up or mess you up. Do, do you find that when you're coaching or, or have you perfected that with with what you guys? do hitting wise well i definitely won't say it's perfected but uh one thing that you know we're constantly trying to get in their head is you know just make adjustments because each pitcher that you see is not going to be the same uh they may be you may see a drop ball pitcher so you're looking at a more you know north south type pitcher versus a curveball or a screwball pitcher it's just being able to make those adjustments and that needs to be from at bat to at bat or in in the inning game to game and you just gotta you just gotta lock in each 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 time you step in the box 
you guys have the 24 seed Holly Springs. We were just talking with uh, Pat McCray and talked about the uh, 3A baseball bracket with some of the upsets that they've seen and that kind of thing. And in your bracket as well, I mean, you got a 24 seed that has made it to the third round. Uh, how good is this Holly Springs team? Oh, they're very good. I mean, that's the thing. I think you, you, at this point in the playoffs, you can just take away rankings because rankings, all that does is tell you where you're going to play your game as far as who's hosting versus who's visiting. Uh, but they're really good. I mean, they've got three quality pitchers that they rotate in on a consistent basis, very fast on the bases, uh, very aggressive team, uh, well-coached team because the uh, the coach there, Lauren Taylor, she uh, I've known her a long time. She played at Hornet Central. She was a pitcher. I think went on to play at Campbell University and, um, and, and, and now in the coaching ranks. She's been in there for a while now, and she's doing a great job. When you look at, at what you're dealing with as far as young ladies and social media and some of the pressures there, plus, and I've asked both the other coaches this you know today about, you know, you have prom and you have graduation, you have so many things outside of softball to worry about. Is it difficult to keep everybody on the same boat? It is at times. I mean, and, you know, it's a situation where they're still teenagers. That um, They still want to live their lives and to have free time. But, you know, I've been very fortunate, and I would say what this group is, is they have really bought into the team concept that, you know, it's certainly we is greater than me. And when they're out there on the field, they're out there all working toward the same goal and really just really focused. And they work really well together. And that's another thing that when you're coaching and you stay together for however many days, weeks, and months that we've been together, eventually you're going to kind of you know get on each other's nerves. But, yeah. uh, for the most part, we've done really well with uh, with maintaining you know hey this is this is what we're trying to accomplish and, and let's focus on that and not let the petty things get in the way. Drop some names for us. Who are some of the players to look for on this Conley softball team? Yeah, well, I, I will tell you this: if I was scouting up, I would be sort of frustrated simply because there's no like two or three players that you got to constantly watch out for because it's, it's up and down the lineup. I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, we've got, you know, Emma Adams has really done a great job in the circle this year, uh, pitching a lot of the games. Our outfield's been really strong. Uh, Anna Sawyer's our center fielder, kind of the general, the outfield. And uh, we got five seniors and, and, you know, they just, and, and we got some mix of youth that, you know, they just all tend to work together and everybody steps up at different points during the season. But, you know, um, we, we've had Olivia Knight behind the plate has been our, our steady person behind the plate. Uh, we've had kids offensively just performing at a very high level. Uh, Riley Trueblood has, has done really well, um, you know, playing first base and, and doing a lot for us offensively. Um, Trendy Nichols, Carson Fleming. I mean, I could just name the entire roster here because they've all made huge contributions this year. It's not just been a small group of players. When you try to scout a team like a 24-seed Holly Springs, you know, how do you go about scouting them, and what do you know about Holly Springs? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, uh, I've been around a while uh, coaching uh, at this school, but just coaching in general, that you develop relationships with other coaches. And so it's an information battle. And if you're not – Seeking the information on an opponent, then you're not doing a very good job as a coach. So, I mean, I go out there and I contact people. Hey, the, the team that they played last or the team that they played middle of the season. Um, you just got to go out there and you just got to seek out the information. You're not going to get it off Max Press. That's not going to help you. 
you can look at things online um, and, and see what's being posted out there. But really, it's just talking to the the coaches that you have developed relationships with, and they trust you, and you trust them to share information. And sometimes, too, some of the girls will will know some of the players just through you know the travel ball ranks and that kind of thing. They they see each other in the summertime, and 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 maybe they they can help a little bit. Absolutely, and we've we've had that happen so far on the playoffs and during the season. And also, you hate to say this, social media. Uh, yeah, and this is where we we tell our players be careful with social media. You see, a lot of younger players are posting their videos of their hitting or, or, or pitching and talking about, like, hey, this pitch I throw, and here's how I do it, or this is how I hit this pitch. Uh, I try to tell my players, uh, don't put that on social media because that is an instant scouting report. That's true. Um, but there are a lot of players out there in the state that coaches aren't talking to their players about it. Trust me, we find a lot of stuff on social media about things. And isn't it amazing that that there's a generation now that feels like they have to put everything on social media, whether it's it's the, the, their best pitch or or the the pitch that they hit the best or or anything and everything. Yeah, and to me, it's about you don't want to stay private to the sense that you don't want people to know your accomplishments, but share share the basic, share the minimum amount that you can share, and then let the rest be mystery. All right, 6 o'clock start time. Is that right for you guys uh, tomorrow night? Uh, yes, sir. 6 o'clock start time. And then uh, as, as you guys go through the playoffs, you'd have one more round, and then you go into the best of three Eastern finals. That's the same in softball, right? Yes, sir. No. Uh, if we were to win Tuesday, then Friday would be our target for round four, and then uh, the regional will start the next week, and it is best two out of three. As, as well as the state championship, if we're lucky to get to that point. Best two out of three would be home sites. Is that right? Yeah, it would be uh, typically with the regionals. First game would go to the higher seed, right. um, and then you would go on the road for game two. And then, if there is a necessity for game three, it's back to the uh, to the original host site. And, and that's how it was. But they've kind of, you know, once the COVID wiped out one year, and then last year it was pushed back, and then they were changing some stuff around. But now we're back to where we. Do you like the, the best two out of three for the regionals? I do. I really feel like it, it gives you an opportunity as as a team. If you have a bad game, that you at least have, you know, that three game series you can make up for that one bad game. Whereas when you play double elimination, where it was originally when I started coaching here, you know, you would take two teams from the east, two from the west, yeah, and and you played that double elimination. You would play two games on the first day. The next day, if you were in the losers bracket, you might play three right. Games. You know, and it just is a lot in, in just a two day span. Yeah, and that's I tell you what, it's so it's so simple that when you're playing in a double elimination format tournament, people say we got to stay out of the losers bracket, and it's so simple, simply exactly. said. But it's it's the biggest key in, in everything. You know, we go to the American Athletic Conference tournament, and it's the same thing. As long as you're winning, you know, you're in good shape. But man, you get down that losers bracket, and game after game after game, and, and some teams do it, and we we've seen teams you know throughout the years that that can go all the way through that thing but that really tests you and at this time of the year with the way the temperatures are the adverse weather with thunderstorms popping up i much rather know that i'm playing on this day then two days later we're playing again and then another day later i'd rather have that format than doing the double elimination yeah i agree i think that'll be good okay you got a game tomorrow night against holly springs and then if you win that game you would advance to the fourth round you would play that one at home again on friday and then the regionals would start next week what's the key to beating holly springs what do you guys have to do we're gonna have to be uh better 
defensively than what we've been the last couple of games. We've had a few shaky moments, just some mental miscues. Um, if we can play some solid defense and, and if our bats just keep lighting up the way they have lit up these last few games, I think we're going to have a good shot. All right, Wayne Dean's head softball coach at D.H. Conley. Vikings 24-1, and taking on the 24-seat Holly Springs tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at the Hollywood Crossroads. Coach Deans, thanks so much. Good luck. All right, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, Wayne Dean's joining us. We'll take a final commercial break. We'll come back. Todd Gibson from CBS 17 in Raleigh, WNCN, getting set for Carolina Hurricanes hockey. Round two for the Canes and the New York Rangers. And game one is set for Wednesday night in Raleigh. We'll talk with Gibby coming up next here on The Brian Bailey Show. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday, getting your sports week kicked off. Let's talk Carolina Hurricane Hockey. The Canes knock off the Boston Bruins in seven games, and that seventh game featured 19,513 at PNC Arena, the largest crowd in arena history. Todd Gibson joins us. He was one of those at the game Saturday, I'm sure, from CBS 17 WNCN. Gibby, when you think about this Carolina Hurricane hockey team and what they've done so far this year, uh, you almost have to look about what they can still do this year, don't you? Yeah, there's a lot to a lot on the line down the road for this team for sure. They've been they've been fun to watch all season. They've been so consistent all year long. That's the one thing you can say about them is they they uh, they, they play consistent hockey. You know they 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 play such a high level of hockey, such such a fast pace that you wonder how they keep it up all season long. And, and Coach Brennamore has been asked about that. You know, how do you guys do that? Well, they've just got they've just got a mentality. That's how they're going to play. They they play a thousand miles per second, and they, they just just go. And they've done it all season long, and it's hard for teams to, to match that. And they, and they haven't been able to match it. So that's the one thing they've done really well all season long. And like I said, they're just a good group of guys and really, really fun to be around. And they play some really good hockey right now. What was it like for Game 7? Was the crowd that much uh, more into it because it was a seventh game? You know, the thing about the crowd, the crowd's been consistent, too. I mean, they've been, uh, you know, they've, they've, been, they've been loud right from the start. I think probably a little bit more. This game, uh, the game seven for sure, uh, was a little more amped up. Uh, they, I think they, they sustained it a little bit longer. They just right through the game, they were just loud, really, really loud. And, uh, uh, and the guys have been, you know, adamant about uh, saying just how much the crowd helps them uh, because it, it's it's known as the loudest house in the NHL, and they, they bring it every night. And uh, uh, even the other team teams, their players have acknowledged just how. How good the crowd is! So it's a uh, it's a great atmosphere. It's fun. They've kind of got a, a niche down here as far as the Hurricanes go, the fan base and everything. And uh, they're doing a, a great job of bringing the energy and uh, uh, bringing it every game for this team. And it's and it's helping them uh, as they move through the playoffs. You know, one of the uh, the outstanding things I've been able to do this sports season is go to a Carolina Hurricanes uh, playoff game, game two the other night, and standing there with you as you were you were shooting the game, and I was kind of standing behind you, kind of watching it. Great angle to see the game from, but you know, just just being around that crowd and getting a chance to see it, and you know, you know, we're in Greenville and we have our big events with East Carolina football and, and Pirate baseball right now, clinching the American, but to get a chance to go an hour and a half to the West and, and be a part of a professional atmosphere, I mean, that was. 
that was really cool. Hanging out with you was really cool. I mean, it was just a, just a neat atmosphere. And those guys are fascinating to watch because they skate so fast. I always describe them as linebackers on skates and, and some of the hits. And you remember game two. It was a brawl, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it really was, and, and especially in, in, you know once the playoffs uh, amp up, it, 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 it's even more so. The the, the, the hits are, are harder, the, the, the players skate faster, and just everything is magnified because you know one little mistake, one bad shift, and one mistake on a shift, it can cost you a series. And you know because all these games are going seven games, and it's, it, it comes down to. To, to one shift, one shift's going to win the game. You know, somebody's going to be on the ice when that winning goal goes in. And if you made a mistake like last night, you know, watching uh, watching the Rangers game, uh, uh, watching you know Brock McGinn go to the box, uh, former Hurricane player, and, and, and it cost him the game. And it just that uh, you feel bad for guys like that. And um, it's just it just shows you how you know the, the fine line of just just one little mistake can in your season's over. You play eighty two games regular season. You played so many games in the playoffs. And with just one mistake, and all of a sudden your season's over. It's just, it's just heart wrenching. But that, that's what Brian. That's what makes these games so, so cool, so cool to cover. Is because you know that's there, and it's out there, and, and it's just, it's just amazing to, to watch these athletes uh, put it on the line every, every shift. This weekend, there were seven game sevens on the schedule between hockey and pro basketball. The most ever before that was five. So <laughs> set a record for game sevens. And as you said, man, the game there's nothing really in sports like a game seven. I mean, that's there's just so much on the line. Now, the Hurricanes were back in Raleigh for practice today, and you just got finished with their practice. How were they today? They were good. They, they practiced at their uh, their practice facility. I think there's something going on at PNC Arena today, uh, and that's another thing that they, they got this new beautiful practice arena, which is helping, which will help them down the road. You know, bringing free agents. Free agents will will, will want to play here. Just they want to play for Rod, but uh, you know, the, it helps to have nice amenities. But it was good today. Uh, uh, Freddie Anderson still not on the ice today. I think most of us expected uh, the goalie Freddie Anderson to be out there, but uh, but he wasn't. And uh, Rod talked about that after. Um, after practice uh, today, just uh, you know, he's, he hasn't been on the ice yet, and he's not going to—he's not going to be able to play until he gets on the ice and, and and shows that he can play. But you know, it's funny now that that Antti is playing so well; those questions to Rod aren't coming anymore. When you win, Freddie coming, when Freddie coming—that's all you heard heading into the series because because you know he, he Anderson had one—he was one of the best three goalies in the entire uh, NHL this season. He was fantastic, and you're thinking, oh my god. Our number one goalies now. What are we going to do? And Ronta has been really, really good in the playoffs so far. So knock on wood. But the question um, about him haven't been as fast and furious because of just how well Ronta has been playing. But the guys say, Brian, that they say that if they can play five on five hockey, they're confident that they can play. That they are confident. They say they are confident. They say they are better than any other team when they play five on five. So that tells you their confidence level right there, which is which is through the roof and, and they may not be wrong on that one because when they play five on five hockey uh it, it's hard to keep up with with, with with them yeah and that's the key and they talked about that during the Bruins series they got in trouble in boston yeah. with some games because they had so many guys in the penalty box and and i, I go back to game two i think the bruins had like five or six guys stacked up <laughs> in the penalty box at one point because yeah. as we said earlier that was kind of a brawl now the numbers indicate that the canes have an advantage uh, carolina was three and one this year against the rangers uh it's the second all-time playoff meeting between the rangers and the hurricanes you remember the first one 
I do. It was just a couple years ago. They, they swept them 3 nothing. Yep, 3-0 in the Eastern Conference qualifying round. That was part of the COVID uh, season, and that was up in Toronto. was uh, the only time they've played before. Carolina 33-20 and all-time in postseason games on home ice in PNC Arena. And the, the big stat, the Hurricanes have won nine of their last ten playoff series when they start on home ice, and that dates back to 2002. So, you know, it's not just... Yeah, yeah it, it's... it's unbelievable that the team can play that well in front of the home fans because you know and you remember when hockey you know the the first talk about hockey coming to Raleigh and a professional sports team coming and and they played their first games in Greensboro and yeah. you know nobody really knew how the south and how you know North Carolina North Carolina is a basketball state but uh and it's quickly becoming a hockey state isn't it it, it really is and, and, and the thing about the NHL now is you know Three of your top, what, six best teams in the NHL are, are Southern teams. You know, right. Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina this year. You know, that's, that's, I'm sure for the old timers, Brian, they're probably not. Yeah. That, but, but yeah, it's been, it's been really cool watching how this, uh, this area has embraced hockey. I mean, but, but then again, you got a lot of, you already had a lot of people who, who have been transplants down here who have a hockey background, you know, from coming in from the north. There's no question about that. And they just kind of adopted the, Hurricanes as their team. Now, there's a bunch of, you know, like Pittsburgh fans and Ranger fans and Buffalo fans are, that have come down here who still hold dear to, to, to those teams they grew up with, but they also have kind of adopted the Hurricanes. They'll go to the Hurricanes games and cheer for them when their team isn't playing the Hurricanes. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good things going on down here. Um, you know, Brenda Moore as, as the head coach, just, just uh, players so respect him. And then uh, like I said, I think that's why there's a chance down the road where more and more of the better players who think about where do I, where do I want to end my career uh, instead of thinking, well, let's go to Montreal or someplace or Toronto where they love hockey, obviously, and it's a, it's a big deal. Why not come to Carolina and play for play for Rod Brindham or play in a system that is tailored to, to how they play? So uh, the hockey right now in North Carolina, Brian, especially in Raleigh here, is, it's in a really, really good place. Is this uh, your favorite sport to cover? I mean, you you get a chance to do so much with college football in the triangle and ACC basketball in the triangle. And I would have thought for years that ACC basketball would be tops, but uh, I got a feeling the Hurricanes are right up there. Yeah, well, I've always loved college football, to be honest with you, but college basketball too, just because of the, just the how good the teams are here. But but uh, there's just nothing like covering NHL hockey. I, I just I'm, it's right now it's my favorite for sure. Uh, one reason is because the guys are so accessible. They're, they're really good to work with. Uh, they know for, ever since they came to Raleigh, or for that matter, when they were in Greensboro, too, uh, they, they've always had the attitude that they know they have to do a little bit more, give a little bit more to the media, because they want they want to boost the sport. It was, it's a sport where you know they, they're trying to get the fans you know, to come out, and, and they knew that they had to, to be good with the media so we could get the word out. Uh, just to be for those, those positive vibes that maybe would draw some fans in. So they worked. They worked really hard with the media through the years, you know, to try and get this sport to where it is. And right now, you know, I, I, there's, there's no other sport I'm watching right now on, on TV, Brian. I'm not watching the NBA Finals. I'm not watching the NBA playoffs. I'm not watching any of that. I agree. It just doesn't. It just doesn't compare with 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 the with the NHL playoffs. It, it's, it's 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 night and day. It really is. All right, Gibby, before we let you go, what's the key to uh, Carolina advancing to the next round? Well, I think I'm going to have to be just like the players. It's like Brennan Boy. Got to stay out of the box. Play five-on-five five hockey. Uh, it, it was good to see that uh, 
the Rangers goalie, Sisterkin, uh, he was kind of human at last last series. He's been great all season long. Uh, but the, the Rangers, uh, they, they're really good offensively, but there's no team alive in the NHL right now playoffs that play defense like Carolina. So uh, they, they play their defense, stay out of the box. Um, they'll win this series, and it'll probably be easier than the first series. There you go. Todd Gibson from WNCN, CBS 17 in Raleigh. Gibby, thanks so much. Hopefully we'll see you Wednesday night. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Good All right. All right. I want to thank Todd Gibson for joining us from Raleigh to talk Carolina Hurricanes hockey. I also want to thank Ronald Vincent, head coach at J.H. Rose. His ramp is taking on Orange tomorrow night at Guy Smith Stadium at 6 o'clock. I want to thank Pat McRae, head coach at South Central. His Falcons are at home against the 21 seed North Brunswick coming up tomorrow night, 6 o'clock start time. I also want to thank Wayne Deans, the head softball coach at D.H. Conley. His bike's 24-1 on the year, and they take on Holly Springs in that third-round matchup coming up tomorrow night. If the teams win, they play in the fourth round coming up Friday and then, of course, head to the regional best two out of three rounds later on. But still lots to be played coming up. Don't forget PRL Live, Pirate Radio Live, PRL coming up this afternoon. Cliff Godwin will join the guys to talk about this Pirate baseball team having clinched the American Athletic Conference Championship. We'll be live with you coming up on Monday, next Monday, from Clearwater, Florida, as we preview the American Baseball Tournament. That'll be a lot of fun. It always is year in and year out. Have yourself a great sports week, and we'll see you back here from Clearwater on Monday. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.